This is totally unrelated to the episode, but or I mean, not totally unrelated. Uh, the director of this episode, Pascal Versuchis, uh-huh. I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, his picture on the Vampire Diaries wiki does look like he's a priest wearing a clerical collar. Uh, it's just a man <laughs> in like a black zip up with, and it's like zipped all the way up. But Let it really see. does look like this man is wearing a clerical collar on the set of the Vampire Diaries, and it makes me giggle. Let me send it to you. <laughs> Let me see. Let me, Let me send see. it to you. I'm gonna send it in the Discord because that's just what I have open. But this man does look a little bit like he's wearing one of those priest <laughs> clerical collars. <laughs> you're so right. Like once you look at it, you're like, oh, I get it. But like at the very. <laughs> He looks like he's about to serve a sermon. Do a sermon. He looks like he's about to give communion. <laughs> uh, Pascal, man, I'm sorry, dude. This guy has directed some highs and lows, actually. When I oh, look so at- he's like a hit or misser. It's really hit or miss. Because in season three, uh, our good friend Pascal, I he directed... Uh, All My Children, which was a season three episode, which um, (laughs) I gave a five, you gave a four, and Brian gave that episode an eight. So really (laughs) probably a very Vampire Diaries-ass episode of the Vampire Diaries. And then, but then he came back in season four. He did Oh Come All You Faithful, which was the Christmas episode. And that one was a banger. Right. (laughs) So... This man is just a Vampire Diaries ass like director. I think he, he's a hit or misser. That, that's why he he's also on the did show. while you were sleeping, which all of what? us gave a ten. Yeah, yeah that's what I, re- I remember seeing. <laughs> I remember that title because it was so good. What? Maybe he just had a miss with all my children and then has been steadily really coming back stronger because he also was the guy who directed Yellow Leadbetter earlier this season, which all of us thought was really good. So maybe Mm. Pascal just like got saddled with a bad ep for his first run out. But then, you know, he recovered. He's like me when I got like that one bad grade. And statistics. And, yeah. you know, I was struggling. I was struggling uh-huh. for a while. But then I, I had to take the class again. But I came back and even you stronger. you just through. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like that. I So, like, I get his story. You know what I mean? Like, I get what he's been through. I'm with him. I'm with you, Paul. Right. Right. Pascal, sometimes, sorry, Pascal. I'm with you, my man. You look like you have a clerical collar on, but I'm fucking with you, dude. Sometimes you have to hit a low before you hit a high again. Exactly. Exactly, also, exactly, exactly. Do you have a is that no. was that a transition to our theme song? No. I mean, I forgot <laughs> we had to be the theme song. I was gonna try to transition into the synopsis, but like go ahead, theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to let the theme song play just a little bit? You sure. wrote it. You made it. Do yeah. you want to give it a little bit of air time? <laughs> it can play a little. Sure. Let that bitch play a bit. <laughs> hey, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Vampire Diaries. My name is Kiss. Continue. It's too late. That 
phrase gets more incomprehensible each time I say it. I'm your host, B, joined by my co-host, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hi. And this week, we are talking season six, episode 13, The Day I Tried to Live. Oh, a Bonnie-centric episode? And that means it's kind of a banger, a little bit. The thing is... It's Bonnie-centered, but Bonnie's barely in this episode. She's barely in And that's so fucking annoying. <sighs> let this girl be here for a little bit. Right. Like, Let Miss Girl be here. I miss her. I miss her I so really bad. I really do. I really do. This episode is like a really... This one feels like a really like bonkers tonal change from last episode. Yeah. But like... But also it's not because Bonnie almost commits suicide at the end of this episode. <laughs> no, so it's very right. much like, yes, it's a tonal change from Liz Forbes almost dying. But also it's very sad. It's just that everybody in the episode treats it like a comedy except for Bonnie, who's having the worst day of her fucking life. Right, right. Everybody's just laughing. No, especially Kai being there. Everyone just laughing around, having a goofy old time. And there's Bonnie about to, like, kill herself. It's her last days, according to her. Literally, her friends are out here with their fucking clown shoes and red noses. And she's actually about to kill herself. <laughs> like, it's so... <laughs> she's like it's, like, it's like when you go into the group chat and you're having the worst day ever. But everybody else is joking around. Everybody like, else is, like, talking about a shrimp meme or something. Right. And, like... <laughs> And you're like, I don't think I could be here today, actually, you guys. I feel like I might kill myself. Um, and then everyone has to kind of be like, oh, it kind of like ruins the mood a little bit, you know? Yeah, and you're like, I'm sorry that we are, that I'm having the worst time of my life right now, but. Right, I don't want to like ruin the vibes, but like. I'm also- having the worst day right. of my life. And right. I feel like if nobody acknowledges that. I'm gonna die. Right. Thankfully, they notice. They notice? And? And? It's a good fucking episode for Bonnie, actually. Yeah. yeah. Even though she's, like, barely in it, I feel like the moments that she did have were, like, phenomenal. was just so good. She was, like, oh, oh, my God. Like, especially because we haven't seen Bonnie in, like, so long it feels like so long but it's only been like two episodes right but like it's just that a lifetime she's been she's she's been in like this prison world all by herself for so long and like and i know cat graham was fucking screaming crying throwing up at this because even before she was stuck in a prison world all this season she was fucking stuck on the other side all of last season right they've treated her like dog shit no they treat her her horribly and it's crazy because she's like one of the best actors on this show she's easily the best actress on this show easily just like the emotion she's able to portray this episode like i truly like I feel like sometimes when you're watching a scene, just in, with TV or movies in general, you can kind of get it just for the um, the energy or like the um, feeling that's supposed to come across. 
But sometimes it feels like an actor, when they're trying to portray that, it comes across uh, not genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. you can tell that they're like acting, but like sometimes you shouldn't be able to. Like there should not be like a, like a little barrier, right? I feel like this episode, I could really like be empathetic with Bonnie on like a personal level because like I feel like Kat like truly understood what she was kind what Bonnie was like going through and like was able to access those emotions really well. Yeah. Sometimes, especially on this show, it can feel like the actors are just there because they're paid to be there. Mm-hmm. And no shame in that, right? We've all gone to our jobs to clock in, do our eight hours and go home. That's right. totally fair. Uh, but Kat Graham has never done that. She is right. always acting. And I feel like especially now that Nina doesn't have Catherine to, she doesn't have to act as Catherine I feel like her acting quality has gone down because Elena was only ever good in contrast to Catherine. Right. So now it really feels like Nina is standing sort of alone or Kat is sort of standing alone as like the best actress on this show easily. Right, right, right. It's a shame that she doesn't it's a get shame. more screen time. Again, she deserves let her the it. fuck out. Let her right. out. Like they keep teasing that she's gonna be saved. And then it just doesn't happen by the end of the episode. And you're like, how many more times can we do this? At this right. point, you're edging me and I'm not having a good time. Right. Like, just, I, wa- I want the conclusion. Let's get there. Let's, Let's get there. fucking pick up the pace. There's a few times this episode where I'm like, now what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? And then there's one thing this episode where I'm like, why is this storyline necessary? But... <laughs> You know the one. Same one. (laughs) We're absolutely thinking of the same one. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I, I, I don't want to fast forward, but I can't because I have to." I know. That's the curse of doing this podcast. We, we have to be here. We're chained to our TV screens, unable to look away. Oh my god, they're so freaking annoying. I want them gone. I want them gone so bad. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Right now, we're going to get to Brian's synopsis. He's left us this synopsis as a parting gift. Even though he's not here, he's here in spirit. And his spirit says, On Bonnie's birthday, Elena, Jeremy, and Damon use the newly repaired Ascendant to send a message to Bonnie. But the situation turns dire when Damon makes an unsettling discovery. Meanwhile... Enzo recruits Matt to get to know Sarah Salvatore, while Stefan keeps a close eye on Caroline as she uses unconventional methods to cope. Lastly, Jeremy contemplates leaving Mystic Falls for good. How was my Brian impression? I'd give myself a 0 out of 10 for that one. (laughs) I didn't use enough drag queen quotes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to try. I'm not that type of gay. I'm so sorry, Brian. I'm doing my best here, bestie. As always, Brian's synopsis synopses, synopsi are good. Um, yeah. I feel like the Netflix description of this episode would have been like, Stefan and Caroline dig a hole in the woods or something. <laughs> like, that's what that's what it would have been <laughs> and you know. Yeah, it. that's definitely what it would be. <laughs> 
Stephanie Carlin go dig a hole in the wood. <laughs> the thing about Netflix descriptions is that they're always trying to write the log line for like an indie movie, but right. they never do indie movies. You know what I mean? Like right. if there's an indie indie movie and it's called like the woods and the log line is a man digs a hole in the woods and that's it i'd be like okay yeah maybe i'm into this but since it's netflix and it's an episode (laughs) of the vampire diaries television show i'm like what the fuck are you doing what the fuck are you doing i think it's even funnier because i feel like i've heard that type of that exact type of netflix description for an episode of the vampire diaries where it's oh, like absolutely. so, where it's like so not a pl- plotline not important to like the main meat of the story, and they're just like just write one line about that. Like they, it's like remember That's when we it. used to joke about them like going to a random part in the episode and yeah. finding out what happened and ending it there. That's exactly what that sounds like. That's why it's so funny because that's accurate. That's probably what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's Bonnie's birthday this episode. Mm-hmm. It's, what is it, January 25? What date did it say on there? Bonnie's birthday. It's February 5, sorry. February 5th uh, is her birthday. I don't know what astrological sign that makes her. I'm going to leave Couldn't that tell to the you astro either. girlies. Could not yeah, tell I'll you leave that, that to the to the experts. What does that say about her personality? We may never know. So Bonnie's just like vibing and like whipping her whipping herself up a little solo brecky. She's listening to obviously 90s music because there's nothing else. Can I just say I would be so sad in the 90s, stuck in 1994 because we didn't start making good emo music until like 2005. Mm. So my favorite musical genre would have been completely not even created yet. And I would be really, I think, bored and sad about it, actually. Oh. <laughs> oh. Listen, I just, you know, there's something about early 2000s emo music that you can't get in, like, metal or alt music from 1994. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, not really, because I didn't listen to 2000 emo music, but I I get what you're saying. Oh, girl, you're missing out. <laughs> or maybe I did by osmosis, but not, like, I, not, like, in a way, like, I listen. You know what I was listening to the early in, in the early 2000s? I was listening to whatever was on the radio, whatever my cousin put in front of me, and Radio Disney. That's what I was listening to. Oh, Radio Disney, also classic, actually. Yeah, yeah. I listened to Radio Disney up until like the end of middle school. That was, I like had like a little, I had like a little, uh, what's it called? A little radio in my room with a little speaker hooked up to it. And Mm -hmm. I'd play that. Right, good times, good times. They had you just kind of popped off, actually. They had yeah, Paramore I was just thinking about Disney. that. I'm like, they had my girl, actually. Yeah, they had Paramore, and I didn't know who Paramore was at the time, but they had Paramore. You guys, okay? <laughs> um, Radio Disney was a good time back then. Okay. Also, Paramore's new album fucking slaps. Yeah, I like it. It was good. It was good. Also, Fall Out Boy's new album also fucking slaps. Did hey, not listen to Fall Out Boy. Emo is just like having a moment right now, actually. No, it really is. It Girl, really listen to, is. Listen to Fall Out Boy's new album. It's really good. Okay. I'll put it on my to-listen list. Thank you so much. So the 
conceit of this episode is that the Mystic Falls gang is throwing Bonnie a birthday party, even though that she's not here. I think this is sort of similar to what they did in season two, I think, when they uh, celebrated Caroline's, like, funeral as sort of like a way of her grieving and moving on into her eternal life as a vampire. I, I think they're doing point. something similar. When they were all at the fucking, it was it was Caroline, Elena, Bonnie, Matt, and Tyler, and they were all at the grave, um, in the graveyard, celebrating Caroline's birthday slash funeral slash whatever. They were all giving like eulogies and getting a little drunk. Um. Yeah. See, there's that sounds like a million different TVT plot lines, and I don't. Yeah. You know what? As soon as I was saying it, I'm like, yeah. Uh huh. Like they go to a a graveyard. All right. They've been to one of those a million times. They drink a lot. Okay. Uh, Yeah. They also do that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I remember that plot line point, but I believe you. I believe you a hundred percent. That happened. Jeremy is working out. Because remember, he's in his sober era, but he's also still a meathead. Uh, And Elena brings up the fact that she found his application to art school in the trash. What? Art school? Do you remember way back? I was about to bring it up. In season like one or two. It was like season one. (laughs) When we established that jeremy was kind of a good artist when we were shipping him with tyler angst. yeah it was when we were shipping him with tyler <laughs> <Remember> that era <laughs> good times good times. early fans of afterbite may remember jyler <laughs> <laughs> what was it 2020 what no 20 like 19 jyler 20 it was jyler 2019 or jyler 2020 i can't remember it was early after by early, early. <laughs> it was around the same time jeremy was googling what vampires were or yeah, yeah. binging sorry it, he was using bing oh uh, <laughs> i remember that um, this show tries to be serious now, but I remember the Bing sponsorship. Okay, I oh, remember the Bing sponsorship. The one that one maps one. The show the one where Caroline's in her car with like AT and T or with like Verizon, like connect to her car. Yeah, I remember. Oh, good times. I miss. I miss ad placements in TVD. Bring them back. They used to be Stop so Stop trying to good. be serious. You are not serious. Be be unserious for a second, please. You were on the CW from beginning to end. Let's not act like you're good, okay? <laughs> Elena says that his portfolio is good, but he says that he's not leaving Mystic Falls until he knows if Bonnie is okay. Great. Caroline reveals to Stefan that she stole Miss Cuddles as a kid. And she felt guilty about it, so she fucking buried Miss Cuddles in the woods. Uh, Why was uh, the sheriff's daughter just going to the woods alone? Right. Can going I ask? to the woods and just burying things. All right. Like, girl? Girl. We, we're going we're gonna to talk about that later. We'll, we'll chat about this one a little bit later. Um, but girl. 
Anyway, she's gonna go find where she buried the original Miss Cuddles because the Miss Cuddles that's on this table here is the one from 1994 that Bonnie sent back with Damon. So, you know, she's mm-hmm. Caroline's gonna go find the original in the woods, and Stefan is there too. <laughs> He's really kind of taking on the role of supportive boyfriend pre-boyfriendism. And I do kind of like this, actually. This is a, see, this is what I mean when I don't understand when people are like, Sterling came out of nowhere. What do you mean? Like, this is such a clear ship storyline. Like, this is like, this is the slowest burn I've ever seen. Okay. It's such a good. It's like, like, if you're paying attention, it's like such a, it's like, like they've been on simmer for so long and there's no This is a delicious soup by now. Right. Right. Like how do you not get it? Like I don't I'll, I'll never understand. Like it's like it, it's like the perfect transition from like from like oh, you're cute, but then you start dating my friend. And then we start to become friendly and then we get closer enough enough to be called best friends. And then I start to develop feelings for you. It's but it's then- just really well done. And I also like it as part of like Stefan's like redemption arc is he's finally like stepping yes. up and being sort of like the man that everybody knows he can be where he is like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking step up and help Caroline because her mom's dying and she's struggling. And so she's going to go try and fucking unbury this bear from the woods. And I guess I'm going to go be there too. Like, it's just funny and it's really good. <sighs> I love them. I love them so much. They're like, they're like, I think they're going to be one of my favorite ships from the show. All time? Yeah, probably. Just because they're of like be how good their grade? story, just like how good their story is. Like, I don't know. It's just something you don't really see a lot, especially in TV nowadays. You don't see that. So good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Delena have some fucking cupcake scene. Ugh. And I continue to be so tired of them. Like, like not only should you get a room, but get a room off of my screen. <laughs> get a room outside of here. Go right. away, please. Like, 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 this whole entire plot line between them, this entire episode, stupid. It's so dumb. Stupid. But also, and they try to here's rewrite the unfortunate history. thing. Here's the unfortunate thing. Yep. I think Damon has a smart idea for once. No, That's da- the most unfortunate the thing. The craziest part is Elena's the craziest person in the storyline this episode. It's insane, actually, though. She's acting like an insane person. Like, oh my gosh, Elena, get it together. Get your shit together, girly. Like, like how do I explain this? Only an an insane person would think like that. She's kind of like when confronted with reality. When confronted with reality, I say, "Let me ignore that, push it down, push it aside, and then lie." Kai comes into the Salvatore mansion, uh, and he has a request. He's a new man. He's a new, maybe bisexual man. <laughs> and he wants to give Joe a letter because he has inherited all of like Luke's feelings, 
but he like hates them. And he is trying his best to get rid of them and live a guilt-free life again, which I think is actually really funny. Isn't this like a crazy? No, this is like one of the best little tiny plot twists ever. Okay. Like he Kai getting all of Luke's emotions is so funny. <laughs> like, like, it's so they're like they're like they're like, hey, you know the sociopath over here. We actually can't have him killing all these people for the plot. We need to kind of keep some of them alive. So, what we're gonna do instead is just make him. We're gonna mention before the merge that is actually like you absorb a little bit of the person when you do the merge, and then we're gonna make him absorb absorb the good qualities of this person that he merges with. What? And here's the thing. He is still going to keep killing people, but right. he'll he's going to feel really bad about it now. Right, right. He'll <laughs> it's have a so funny. It's like, it's so unexpected. It's so not... unexpected, but it's so funny. And like, whoever came up with that, I kind of love you because it's it's like, it's so unexpected, but also like so clever. I love it. It's also such a good way of like bringing his power balance back down a little bit because now he's very powerful and he can still siphon magic i think he still shows that later on uh but now he has something that is totally just like it's just a him problem right that now he has emotions and it's really fucking funny love it it's really good so he basically he makes some joke about how like water was coming from his eyes and he didn't know what the fuck what that was which is so funny. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, <laughs> Chris Wood does this really, really well. I just want to say, again, Chris Wood is so good. He's, I think, the best of the male actors we've gotten on the show right now. I agree, I like, agree. Usually, usually I would go for, like, Jomo or uh, Paul, but I don't think Paul's really giving right now and i think chris wood is giving and joe mo's not over on the originals which is just a much better show all around so you know right so i think right now chris wood is very much setting the bar high for comedy which is also why i think ian's not as funny (laughs) ian or paul ian oh wait yeah 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 yeah. i think he's not as funny right now it's because he's it's okay. We all th- have our eras. There he's is having a season his for all. stolen away from him, unfortunately. Elena has the idea, though, to use this opportunity. Uh, Kai wants them to give a letter to Joe. Elena has the idea to use this to get Kai to help them, which is smart. kind of fucking bashed insane, but also in a smart way. Smart. A little smart. She's in her scheming era. Love that for her. In my least favorite plot of this episode, uh-huh. Enzo introduces Matt to Sarah Salvatore, and he explains how Stefan made Damon think he killed Sarah, and then he's used that guilt to keep Damon in check, and he like just wants to use Matt to get to know her. Mm. I think they were running out of things for Enzo to do, and they were especially running out of things for Matt to do. So they just sort of sent them out somewhere with a secondary camera crew and said, go wild. <laughs> no, like, they really just stuck them together in a plot point and we're like, here you go. And it's not even a good plot point, which right. is the fucking worst thing. Can they, like, do something else? Or, like, just, like, be like, hey, you guys don't have to come into work today. Literally. 
Like, I understand keeping... Fucking... I understand keeping Kat Graham around, even though she's not really having a bad time. Or having a good time. Bonnie's not having a good time, right? Right. But keeping around... Enzo? And and Matt? They're not even, like, close to the best actors on this show. They're just there. Yeah. For why? I just... They just... There's no reason for this plot to be happening, and it's very blatantly only there to keep Michael Malarkey on the show. And Michael Malarkey as Enzo is fucking great, and I think he has much better plots later um, when they finally figure out what they want to do with him. Mm-hmm. But this sort of this time right now is just not it, gang. It's just not it. Liv is really sad over Luke's death. Who could have seen this coming? I. Uh, Tyler tells her to pack up so that they can run away. He's fully on board. He's ready to run away from her, with her. And she regrets not doing the merge. And she says that she wants to fucking kill Kai as payback. Whoa. And Tyler's like, but that means you'll die too. And she's like, okay, bet. Luke's already dead. I want to take Kai with me when I go. Which, she has a death wish. It's crazy. But also, I so get it. Right. Because that's her you twin. You know, like, that's your brother. That's her that's twin. That's her twin brother. Like, twin bonds. Very I mean, strong. I mean, ha- I don't have a t- I don't have a twin, but I've heard it. It's very heartbreaking when a twin dies. And also, like, he died trying to protect you right. from Kai anyway, and he didn't succeed. And so now, Kai's probably going to kill all the fucking Gemini witches anyway, and he's going to make his way down to you eventually, so why the fuck not just take the fight to him? Right. I get it. Damon wants to send Bonnie a message. They don't all need to go back into the prison world to pull them out or anything. They just need to get her a message to where some magic is in the world. Mm -hmm. I will admit this is really fucking clever. Yeah. He says... Hey, you know where we have some mad? You know where there's just some magic? Ketsia. Ketsia's blood was on Silas's gravesite. And that was just like there. And it was extremely magical. And it was just sitting out in the world for who knows how long before they finally got there. So he's just. He, the. Annoying part is that he's really smart about this, actually. Right. For once, like, it, it doesn't happen a lot. You know? But every once in a while, he has a real nugget of ingenuity. And you're like, huh. Maybe there is something working up there sometimes. <laughs> Maybe his head isn't fully empty. Wow. Who would have thought? Caroline is digging up uh, Miss Cuddle, Miss Cuddles, and Stefan is just like nagging her over ignoring her feelings. And again, they're so cute. He makes a joke about how he's not going to dig with her because he doesn't. He has nice hands and he doesn't want calluses. Um, they're so cute this episode. They're just so cute, guys. They're just having them. a good time in the forest. <laughs> everybody else is having varying degrees of the worst day of their life but Saraline is really just kind of vibing actually they're vibing they're bonding they're helping each other out I love them it's just so fun love them Jeremy 
is skeptical about Kai's sort of change in personality. Which and is he smart. makes this really like snarky little brother ass remark about comparing him to or Kai. No, is Kai, Kai the one who makes Kai, that remark? Yeah, Kai's the one who makes it. Yeah. It's it's very much like a snarky little brother ass remark, which is why I thought Jeremy made it. But Kai has this remark about how his change in personality makes sense. He compares himself to like when Elena was a human versus when she turned into a vampire. Um, <laughs> which is so which funny. Like, like and maybe he's right. And maybe he has a point. And maybe he has a point. And maybe we maybe Kai with his like change in personality, he had to step up and say something. Maybe he's just right, you know? You know? Because let's think about it. Elena's interest in Damon was completely random. Totally random. And no matter how much Delana stands wanted to try to concoct some idea that they were fated to be together and they were always supposed to be together and you know that makes up for like everything before them getting together not making that much sense no mm-hmm. that's not how world that's not how stories work that's not how plot works this is like like delena is like the best example of fan service you could ever like come up with yeah like genuinely makes no sense but like because the fans in question got what they want they just make it make sense and and you can't tell me i'm wrong because i'm not i'm right and you're not wrong you're correct they like and like them making this little snide remark about it is like one thing Okay, you're making a jab at yourself from coming up with this like crazy dumb storyline, right? But then to go ahead later on in the episode and try to justify it, get out of here. Exactly. Get out of here. No one's believing like, that. No one would have believing that. Stop trying to blame me for all of your shit. Like right. you you have a delusion, don't drag me with you. Actually. Right. Don't act like don't act like this all makes sense now because this girl, Elena, wants to start just spewing stuff that's not factual for the sake of keeping the plot together. This is like Elena's just taking two pieces of the plot and like gluing them together with like the strongest amount, like the strongest, <laughs> highest level of like glue known to man and just trying to stick it together and it's not working, okay? Like, like you're not, like, that's not how story progression works. I'm sorry. No, like, like, if they would have just made the snide remark and then kept it moving, wouldn't have been as angry about it. If they the would, the fact that they come back to it in the episode later, it's just like, come on, and like, come and on, then, and then also like, not only that, but like, they don't even have the decency to try to like, like. It's just so frustrating because, okay, Damon and Elena are a thing. I don't like that, whatever. But it's not even just because I'm, like, a Selena stan and, like, I only want Selena together. So, like, like I'm just angry that Delena are together. No, because I'm happy with Sterling because they actually had, like, a buildup 
to being together that made sense. If they would have just sat down and like thought of an actual way to do what the fans had wanted that actually made sense, like logical sense. Sure, I wouldn't like like them as a dynamic, but maybe I could have like gotten over it. But no, they just came up with BS and now they're trying to justify said BS. Get out of my face with that. It's just so annoying. It's so, so annoying. So annoying. Liv does something very fun. And I love this about her, actually. Liv figures out where Kai is by using a spell that she and Luke used as when they were kids for hide and seek. Basically, they developed a spell that enabled them to see through each other's eyes. Which is such twin power bullshit that I love it so much. (laughs) But it's also such a clever way of cheating at hide and seek. Right. (laughs) Can I just say? Such a clever way of cheating at hide and seek. I love it. It's so good. So good. Also just shows that like these two were like really, really good at magic. Like Bonnie doesn't start developing her own spells until she's well into her journey with magic. And even then, most of the time, she still needs a grimoire for some of them. These two were like doing this as six-year-olds trying to fuck each other over at hide and seek. (laughs) I also like this book because it really does show how close they were. Like a little hide and seek game spell. That's so cute. I miss miss them so much. I miss the twins. I'm so sad that we got a better indication of how close they were after Luke is already dead. Right. Like, I know they were kind of already, they were, like, drifting apart a little bit because they were being pitted against each other in this fucking merge, right? But, like, I'm really sad about it because they're, like, funny. They were Luke f- and Liv were so funny. They were so funny. They were such a sweet, like, little And they were never friends. allowed in the same scene. <sighs> so unfortunate. Like, we couldn't have done, like, a little flashback, maybe? We couldn't have done this. We already had the actors for them chosen. Right. We couldn't have done, like, a little flashback. No, that's not okay. No, we only get flashbacks when it's really, really old and involving the Salvatore brothers. Right. Interesting. So, um, Liv uses this spell to see through... Kai's eyes because Luke is part of Kai now and she can do that because she's so fucking great at this and uh, she sees that he is at the Salvatore house and specifically she sees Damon talking to Kai and Tyler's like okay well maybe you shouldn't go over there and try and kill him because if you try and kill Kai then you'll die too and he's like you know anybody who wants to fight you has to go through me and that includes you babe and then she um uh, <laughs> She casts a sleeping spell on him and he just drops to the fucking floor. (laughs) She doesn't even give him a pillow or anything. There's a bed right next to them and she still leaves him on the floor. (laughs) She's like a little bit... She's a little wrong for that. I'll say So she's not winning girlfriend of the year. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so... Yeah, so true, queen. So true, queen. Back over at whatever the fuck the boys are doing at Duke, uh, Matt introduces himself to Sarah and fails at flirting. Okay. Next scene. Whatever. (laughs) Um, 
Kai casts a spell that sends him, Jeremy, Damon, and Elena into the prison world, but they can't speak to Bonnie or interact with anything. Uh, they stumble upon Bonnie looking at the old videos uh, and realize that um, Damon points out that she's drinking from the oldest bottle of bourbon in the house, uh, which is a pact that she and Damon made. And he's like, oh, we made this like when we couldn't go on anymore. We were going to finish this bottle together and then kill ourselves. And everybody acts like that's the most outlandish thing they've heard in their entire fucking lives. Right. But like. It makes sense. I get it. <laughs> Like, 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 I get it. Wait, we've all been through the pandemic, right? We've all been there, right? Right. <laughs> if I was redoing the same day over and over and over and over again. Oh, it'd be over for me. It would be over for me. Like, I have to be like, it's even worse because it really was the same day over and over again. Like, there was no change in the weather. Like no change in anything. It's just like everything resets at midnight. Oh no. And like props to any like time loop protagonist out there. Yeah. That's not me. That's not me. I'm not cut out for that. I am mentally ill. I'm not <laughs> cut out for that. Okay. Right. I barely get like, by like when the days change. I'm barely getting by <laughs> during regular time. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kai disconnects the spell because it requires way too much power to keep all four of them in the prison world. And they make the decision to send just Jeremy over into the prison world to try and get Bonnie. Cool. Smart. Uh, Stefan teases Caroline about not fighting the teddy bear and tries to get her to admit that she's like just angry. And like she's coping. And I love that he's like, hey, do you want to acknowledge some feelings and she's like no actually i don't <laughs> it's like so true queen i don't either <laughs> like they're so it's real. just really funny <sighs> tries again matt pretended that he lost all his fucking jacket and all of his things and he meets Sarah at a bus stop and she agrees to help him find a real bus to help him get back to Mystic Falls. Can I just say, though, Sarah Salvatore is a much better person than I am. Right. I would not. I would not have bought him a bus ticket. Right. I would like, not. Oh. I would have just walked away. You're an adult. Figure your own shit out. Right. This is not going to take you anywhere. Here's where the actual bus stop is, but you can get there. You're an adult. You can find the money somehow. Also, like, I'm not gonna, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But, like, if a dude is sitting there alone trying to get you to take him someplace alone, no. No. But also, no. here's here's the other thing. But she is on a college campus, so. But also, here's here's the other thing, right? I think the other issue with this plot point is like it's not like Matt's like this like really like disheveled person who like look like he's like you, you met him already right but also like he's 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 a he's a white man capable of of doing his own shit yeah and like real life if someone like him came up to me it was asking me to pay for his fare. I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that one, bud. 
kind of sketchy. Like, I I would be willing to do that, but not for someone like Matt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, mm, again, it comes down to like, you're an adult. Right. It's not like you're, it's not like you're, like you somehow got here yourself, right? Like, even though your friend left you, you somehow got here yourself. Like, I talked to you earlier today. How did we get here? You know? Like, come on. Elena and Damon go off into another room in the Salvatore uh, house because Kai and Jeremy are doing the spell or whatever. And they find, they drink the oldest bourbon in the place. And Elena's like, would I still have been with you if I had stayed human? And he's like, no. And he's right. Okay. And he's correct. He's correct. Why are we acting but like in he's this, not? But in this moment, it's very much just like, oh, he's trying to be angsty. Okay, cool. Good talk. Which is crazy because, like, you would think at him saying that Elena would wake up a little. You know? Like, what I was expecting was not what happened after this. I was expecting her to be like, oh, maybe I'll have a revelation moment and question that a little bit. No. But no revelation moments came. You're just going to keep going and then, like, feeding into the delusion? Okay. All right. Like, girly. Like, I don't, like, as a writer, how do you not take that moment to, like, talk on that issue? It's like, like, little, like, look at deeper into that issue for that character a little bit and make them question themselves a little. Like, I would even be okay with her, like, questioning if that would really happen. And then, like, coming to the conclusion, maybe that's true. But, like, the present is present now and whatever happened, happened. And, you know, now we have to move on, right? But she doesn't even yeah. recognize the fact that that could be true. She just ignores it. And that's what makes me so upset. Because it's true. Like, yeah, she wouldn't have been with him if she was still a human. Like, that's, it, it's just a true fact. Acting right. like we, acting like it never would have been true at all is just doing a disservice to Elena's character. Right, exactly. It's like such a it's slap in the face. It's doing a great disservice to her, uh, to her, like, early season characterization. Right. It's like it's like such a slap in the face and like personally it makes me look down on Elena a little bit more because how are you unable to like confront that fact and just like bury it down inside and then ignore it like it's not true when we all know it is. It's really frustrating because Elena as a character isn't someone I like mm, like necessarily all the time like empathize with or like understand you know like I don't mm-hmm. always agree yeah. with her decisions but like yeah. there was still like a level of respect I feel like for her humanity and her rationality a little bit right like I feel like sometimes yeah. she was like the only person thinking at the moment with her like heart and her brain and I feel like for them to just say this, it really is like a slap in the face to her. The, like you said, the early part of her character development, because there was so much stuff that she went through when she was with Stefan or when she was just human in general, you know, that that got 
like even like mm, the that moment where um Jeremy dies and then she turns off her humanity you know I feel like that's also much very much tied to like the early parts of a character and being human you know what I mean yeah and that was like such like a big huge moment like they burned down her entire house for that um it was kind of like a homage to the earlier version of herself them, them like burning it down and for them to have done that and now just like slap her slap in the face that version of herself and be like oh no that's not what she would do when it's clearly like she wouldn't be with damon like like that was the person she was it's like so icky and wrong it's just so yeah it is such a disservice to her character and it just feels bad and again like we've sort of had this this is not a new experience i think for being an elena stan i think she's sort of been on this i don't want to say like downward trajectory since she lost her since she became a vampire but i think certainly after season four it really started to go downhill and it's really like we're arriving at the logical conclusion of that, which is that her fucking choices make no sense and she's kind of annoying now. Right. And it's because I like early Elena. Right. I like early Elena more than most people do. Right. It's just so. I don't know. I feel like a lot of Elena hate is based on the fact that they just find her annoying consistently. And I. I get it, but also she's annoying in a different way in the first three seasons than she is in the next three seasons. You know I what feel, I mean? Like, like she's annoying, first, but she's like dealable, and now she's just untenable. In the first three seasons, it felt like she was annoying in a way that wasn't like tied to like her relationship, but like more like just her personality. Like she was like an annoying brat type. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah. that's just like, some some people are just like that. Okay. And I can relate to that because I was also an annoying little brat growing up too. I get it. Yeah. Um. So like, so like, that's not like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, that's an, an annoying character trait, but like, that's like relatable. Right? This is like annoying on a different level where like, it's annoying because you're making irrational decisions that I don't think you would actually make if you were underneath a competent writer. And like, yeah, it's like not an annoying personality trait that I can relate to, but it's just like making annoying decisions to make annoying decisions. Just to please like a certain section of the fandom. Mm, no. Mm-mm-mm. It's so gross. It's so gross. Ugh, I'm so tired of her now. <laughs> I'm so tired of her now. What the fuck is next? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, Kai's getting stabbed by Liv. Okay. Um, while he's in the prison world with Jeremy, Kai gets fucking stabbed by Liv, and the spell stops working, and Liv and Kai start to fight, but he's unable to kill her. Because Luke's there too. And I love Luke is protecting his sister from beyond the grave. And I'm so emo about it, actually. We love you, Luke. We miss you, Luke. Luke, I miss you. I miss you, sir. I know we said you were annoying and a trite stereotype. And you were. But, sir, I miss you. You I miss you so bad. You were there for Liv. 
when no one else were was but also you were just like a good brother you know, you were and always you were just to... the right type of annoying for the situation. Right. And I thank you for that. You were always just looking out for for Liv. Even if it was like inconvenient to other people in the story or inconvenient to the plot line, you were there for Liv and we miss you. And thank you for this little like last ditch effort to save her. We kind of didn't talk about it, but earlier in the episode when um kai was talking about his personality change he was like yeah most of this happened because of luke and like i'm glad i got empathy or whatever but i would have been more fine with something else his hair the gay thing (laughs) maybe not the height and like it's just so funny number one kai you're bisexual king don't worry about it you'll figure it out eventually (laughs) but also The fact that Kai is just like, I would have been more chill with being gay than I am with having emotions. Like, yeah, so so true, King. (laughs) So true. Um, Kai, you would fucking kill it on Mystic Falls Grinder, and I'm going to tell you that right now. Back in the forest where Stefan and Caroline are just out there digging, just having a good friend time. They're like laying on the ground drinking or whatever. Uh, Stefan spots Mr. Miss Cuddles in the ground, uh, but the bear, as Caroline pulls it out, she like goes over to present it to Stefan and then the whole body falls off of it and oh. Caroline just breaks down crying. Oh. Cause man, isn't that grief? Doesn't it hit you in such weird times? Yeah. Anyway. Uh Damon and Elena are stuck in an upstairs room with the bourbon while the whole fight between Liv and Kai goes on downstairs. And um Damon, like, listens for a second, and he's like, okay, so she's right under me. So he goes over to the fucking fireplace, and he kicks into the chimney. And he kicks in, and then he's like, you know what? Promise I would use this for a good reason. And as Liv approaches the fireplace because she sees the debris falling, and she's like, that's suspicious. That's weird. Uh, Damon throws down the bottle of bourbon into the fireplace and just fucking firebombs live. Like, that's genuinely what happens. I think this is so weird. Because, like, for the first episode in a, while, in a while, Damon's having so many good ideas. He has such a smart... It's such a smart move. Right. Like, who would have thought? It has even like three for three this episode. He's kind of having a sleigh episode. Right. Like he's having a sleighful moment right now. And like, wow, this doesn't happen often, huh? Right. Like I would have never caught myself rooting for Damon ever. And but yet when he tosses down this alcohol to fucking firebomb another main character, I'm like, yeah, okay. Kind of slay king. Yep. Like, oh, okay. Sure. I like I like just think we rarely get this side of Damon. But like for once I'm like, oh my gosh, he's such like like I, I don't never say he's a genius, but like that bourbon move was genius. Okay? That was a smart move. Also, it's a move that could only happen in your own house. Cause right. you're the only one who like has the idea, oh yeah, these fucking chimneys both lead to the same place. The fire downstairs is roaring. Why do they keep a fire going in every room in this house at all points in time that seems really unsafe but whatever (laughs) kai agrees to send jeremy back to the prison world one last time 
and uh, Jeremy goes in to try and find Bonnie, and Bonnie is like setting up to commit suicide, and she sends her last words on that weird little video recorder where Damon made his fucking vlog earlier, uh, and she reveals how the loneliness is too much, and like telling Jeremy, like, I want you to live your life. I hope you fight for the life you want. You don't ever give up on yourself and you stay strong. And Jeremy is like rooting for her the whole time. Like, come on, Bonnie, get up, come on. And then she's like, stay strong. Fuck it. I'm not going to die in this place. And she tries to get up, but she has started Damon's fucking exhaust big ass car uh, that just absolutely terrible for the environment. <laughs> and so it's really hard for her to get up. And so Jeremy is there inside the garage with her and he tries to pound on the thing and open the door and it doesn't work. And he's yelling like, Bonnie, get up, Bonnie, get up. Come on. Like you, you aren't going to die here. And he like hits the garage door opener like three times and it doesn't work. And then finally the fourth time it works. And the garage door opens, fresh air rushes in. And there's like a moment where I think the implication is that Bonnie sees jeremy there right and they like have their moment but i think she thinks it's not real yeah i think she thinks it's a hallucination right but oh my gosh that seems oh my god good ah like how do i explain cat cat gram girl she just Oh my god! Acting, like, acting, like like you can really tell, like like she's going through it, and like the moment, like she's like um like saying goodbye to everyone is just so 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 sad. But yeah. then that 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 little flash in her eyes once she mentions her grams, and then starts to get up. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. so good, so so good. Cat Graham, you're so good. Like, I swear, like this is, this is like the best scene this episode. Like, she's like such an amazing actress. Cat Graham, you deserve better than what this fucking show put you through. I'm gonna tell right. you that right now. Did you see that picture that Cat Graham posted on her Instagram of her drinking from a Vampire Diaries coffee cup or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Do we think, okay, actually, we never talked about it when the picture first released. Do we think there's going to be another TVD spinoff with Kat Graham in it? Oh, that'd be cool. But also, like, how likely is that? Because Not likely, but it is strange because Kat Graham has spoken out many times about her experience on TVD, and it has never been good. Like, she talked a lot about... Like, the racism that she experienced on the TVD set. And so, like, a lot of folks are like, okay, you never talk about it. And if you do, it's not good. Why are you posting an Instagram pic with a TVD cup? Like, that just right. seems so right. weird to a lot of people. Right. Like, I wonder, like, if they, if she, if they did want to do that and wanted to bring her back. Which is crazy because, like, who would be doing that? The CW is not even having, like, any type of actual good programming on their show anymore but if somebody else be like a like a whatever julie plex overall deal that she has with fucking peacock or hbo i can't remember which one oh maybe i don't know um but either way like 
I would have to think, would Julie Pleck have to be involved in that? Because I, if I was Kat, even if it was like for all, I don't know, good pay or whatever, like, I don't know if I would want to work with her anymore. That's the thing is I'm pretty sure Julie Pleck is the one who still owns the rights unless right. she sold it off. Right. So like, would you go back I to would that not be working environment? By that woman with a 10 foot pole. Right. Like not for enough money in the world would I do that. Like that woman's evil. Like yeah. not in the haha funny evil way we talk about when we're like, oh, like this plot point killed me. More like, a, oh, she's like kind of a bad person. Genuinely a bad person. So like, uh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Kat's decision. But I personally, no. Would never. Yeah. Would never. Jeremy comes back from the prison world. Elena tells him that, like, it's okay to move on and he should go to art school. Cool. Uh, Tyler, or Liv wakes up back in her dorm room and Tyler's like, yeah, I brought you back and convinced Elena to give, uh, to give you a little bit of her blood so that you didn't fucking die. You're welcome. We're over. <sighs> Enzo reveals his master plan. And I'm not too sure about this one, bud. Maybe not. His plan is to corrupt Sarah, basically, to the point he's going to, like, insert himself into Sarah Salvatore's life, and he's going to corrupt her to the point of her begging him to turn her into a vampire just to show Stefan that he can't protect her. Bestie, I know you need a reason to stay on this show. Right. This ain't it, bud. This is not it. Go down a different path, baby. You, like, at this point, not to be rude, but at this point, you're not over it? <laughs> right. Like, how long has it been? Like, like a how, year. How, how many and episodes I get have passed? It. You don't like Stefan. I understand. He's also kind of going through a lot right now, so. <laughs> Maybe don't add on to that. I know he murdered you, but we've had. People who have been murdered turn around pretty quick. Uh, so this, she's like, come on, man. Come on. Anyway, there's this whole plot line going on with Enzo and Matt and Sarah. And I guess they'll just be our C plot, D plot, maybe, for the last of the season. I don't know. This is one plot that I completely forgot happened in season six. So I don't know as though this really goes anywhere. <laughs> imagine it just ends next episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, such a stupid plot point I'm so over Enzo can he do something else do something interesting King what happens next oh Elena tries to convince Damon that she would have chosen him even if she was a human incorrect but good try girly and then the last little sort of like montage this app is Damon and Elena sleeping together. Congrats, whatever. Uh, Jeremy starts on his application to Santa Fe School of the Arts. Uh, Stefan and Caroline, or Stefan comforts Caroline. And with the help of Damon's hint about the Atlas, Bonnie starts out on a journey to Nova Scotia to find the magic left by Ketsia. And that's the end of the episode. Can I say one thing? Yep. You. 
I know Ketsia's name is spelled like complete bullshit. I don't even know how it's spelled. Bestie, I didn't look it up. I was just like, I got to spell a name. Katya, K-A-T-S-Y-A, which just sounds like a drag queen name, I think. (laughs) Ketsia is spelled with a C. (laughs) Could not, couldn't tell you that because guess what? I was braiding my hair. While I was watching this, I was twisting my hair while I was watching this. And I was like, I could take the time and look this up. No. Too much time. Because, mind you, like, while I was watching this episode, there were multiple times where I almost, I kind of, like, forgot what a character's name was. I was like, what's your name again? (laughs) Like, for Enzo, I was like, what's your name again? I was like, oh, right, Enzo. So I had to pause the video. To like remember their name. <laughs> no. 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 I was not looking that up. <laughs> I I know it just made me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I couldn't make you laugh. Uh so that's this episode. What are you ranking it? Out of ten, what do you rank in this episode? Um See, there's two plot points that that don't make it a 10, all right? Uh-huh. We already know what it is. It's Damon and stupid Elena being uh-huh, idiots. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's Enzo like and Matt doing nothing. Um, Literally nothing. And if those two plot points wasn't in there, I would have gave her a 10. Because everything else about this episode, I thoroughly enjoy. I think... There are a lot of clever moments this episode, a lot of good acting this episode, and a lot of good ways that the plot moved forward this episode, except for the body stuff. Let's move that forward already. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll get there soon enough. Um, even like the Kai stuff, very fun. Very fun to see him yeah. be a little bit different for once. Um, so if those two plot points weren't there, it would have gotten a 10. Those plot points are then there, so I'll give them a 9. A nine. That's fair. I think that's actually what I was going to go with as well for much the same reason. I just didn't like those extra little plot points. I think, again, the whole could have been strengthened if we had stopped whatever Enzo's plotline was. Right. It's tracks. Right. I think we don't need it. It's not necessary. It's filler. It's just it's filler. It's, it's just filler. Hey, who's the MVP this episode? And why is it kind of Luke from Beyond the Grave? <laughs> Wait, I was going to say Damon because he was like, kind of, yeah, he got three I for also three this episode. But also, I'm yeah, shocked, but, I but, give it to Damon. but also, I, I'd give it to Luke just because, you know, he died and like, this is the last time he can get it. But also, like, he was like, he's like, he was like the reason why Kai changed his personality and like, the reason why Luke isn't dead. So like, I, get, I would give it to Luke. Well, we gave it to Luke last week. You weren't on last episode, oh. but we did give it to Luke. I would also give it to Luke last week. So, yeah. So, you want to give Damon his first of the season? Sure. Damon, because let's let's get it clear. Damon is rarely on my good side, if yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, like, a rare opportunity for him. Okay? Because I this don't see this happening one. a lot in the future. All right? So, yeah. we're, we're going to give it to him. This is not happening again. Nope. His nope, first nope, nope. of the season. Wow. Congrats, Damon. You didn't piss me off this episode. You actually were very reasonable. The most reasonable person out of you and Elena, actually. 
This is the first never... time he's gotten it in like a season and a half, too. Wow. Because the last time he really... got it was 510, I think. We just really don't like Damon here. Well, he but also, sucks is the problem. But also, I have a question that came to my mind. I don't know if this has already been addressed, but this question came to my mind while I was watching the episode. Okay. So we have a kidnap counter, right? Mm-hmm. For Correct. Elena. Right? Yes. I don't I don't remember if we have one for Bonnie. Right? We do have one for Bonnie. We have one for Bonnie. And I was wondering, at some point, does this prison plot line become a kidnapping plot point? So I think we had talked about it at the beginning of the season, and I don't know if we ever came to a consensus. But I feel currently like by now it is. Because here's, because here's why. I think it sort of always was because she got taken to a secondary location she didn't want to go. Correct. But I feel like there's like a little bit more of an implication there of like someone else taking you there, right? She brought, she kind of brought herself there because, you know. But Graves kind of, Graves was the one who brought them there. I Graves guess so, but like she could have just place. also just died. So like, yeah, uh huh, yeah. So yeah. like, it, like you know, Graham was like, look, I'm looking out for her, right? There was like no bad intention by her being taken to the second very lo- location, right? Okay, sure, 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 sure. But I feel like the moment that Kai and her were there together by themselves, and then Kai pulled that trick in order to take in order to leave her there and then get rid of the only way that she could get out i feel like at that point it became kidnapping okay so you're thinking no i do i get that i get that i get that i get that actually i'm kind of i think that could maybe be the turning point what episode was that in because i feel like by now like like i feel like I didn't realize it was a kidnapping plot until like this episode because of how hard it's we, well, we've barely seen Bonnie, but also like how how hard we see she's been going through it. And I feel like there's kind of like she wants to leave. I, like you can tell now that she wants she really wants to leave, but she just can't because she's stuck there. And the reason why she's stuck there is because Kai left her there without any way to get out. It's his fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, before, there was actually, that. like, a chance to, like, leave, you know? But now there's no chance until, like, you know, Damon told her about this, like, Nova Scotia thing. But before, there was, like, no chance. And the reason why she had no chance or couldn't even think of anything was just because Kai left her there. Yeah. And in a way, that's, what? I feel like that is a kind of kidnapping, leaving someone behind and, like, forcing them to s- stick by themselves, whatever. Um. Yeah, so Will, Bonnie kidnap counter goes up from four to... Five. Right. Congrats, Bonnie Kidnap Counter. You've made your first adjustment in quite a while. Right. Bonnie Kidnap Counter hasn't been adjusted since season four. That's because Bonnie rarely gets kidnapped. Meanwhile, Elena's at 15. Right. Like, the comparison (laughs) is crazy. Oh, my God. The thing about Elena is she will be taken to a secondary location. That is a guarantee. Right. That's it for this episode of Afterbite. Next time on Afterbite, we will be watching season six, episode 14, Stay. A very oh, interesting n- episode title. The, the name of this, the, the episode is Stay? Yep. Oh. 
not to not to be an annoying K-pop stan. <laughs> but what? the name of the episode is what and then a, and then a video of uh blackpink's day plays <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh sure 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 sure. you guys get the visual right yeah mm-hmm. exactly i want to rewatch that music video now uh that was a good music video anyways anyway you can find us on twitter tumblr at afterbite pod um, remember to go look up the details of Elon Musk's like $280 billion <laughs> right. Dogecoin lawsuit because he's trying to hide it. Plaster that shit all over the SEO. Let's go, besties. <laughs> uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us. Fucking call your mom. Go call your mom. Tell them. Tell you her probably h- hi from us. Oh, wait. Tell your mom hi from us, actually. Wait, 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 wait. Brian also left the ranking. I forgot. Brian Before left his ranking, but it was a 10 out of 10, and I'm not sure if I should count it. <laughs> he says you perfection. Know? Beautiful. He said it was perfection, 10 out of 10, and Never I'm not the sure. Same. And I'm not, we don't agree Emmy's with that. Emmy's Oscars all around was really like, that put that pushed it a little bit too far, you know? Right. But the cry part, yeah. Correct. Do we maybe, should we add it in, I guess? I guess. I mean, we both gave it a nine, so it's not... It's not that big. I guess he doesn't really just care about the details. Yeah, I mean, it's Brian. You know Brian. Yeah. Anyway, call your mom. Tell her hi from us. (laughs) Hi. We're going to fuck your mom. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) (laughs) What a wild heel turn for the outro.